Who are you going to call? Her, uh, who are you going to uh, call? Ghostbusters. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I was going to say, uh, the police? What? Because they just took Wait. my money? No, we're talking about Ghostbusters, the 2016 release starring Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon, and Leslie Jones. The marketing term, uh, Ray, Rise to the Call or something Rise like that? Rise to the Call. It's, if you see something, say something. Answer the call. Answer the call. <laughs> Answer the call. Okay. <laughs> if you see something, say <laughs> I was, something. I was like, yeah. <laughs> A little different. Just out in theaters and do. First of all, I will say this is not... A uh, this is not a remake, it's a reimagining, a reboot. Um, okay, yeah, no reboot. A reboot of the franchise. I'll say, I'll say a reboot of the franchise, going in a different direction, because I thought it okay. would be the same archetypes of characters: the three scientists and the one and the, and the one black guy. Now the three scientists and the one black female, and they're just gonna do it with a more female perspective, which mm-hmm. is pretty much what the internet was blowing up about. Yep. And not that that'd be a bad thing if they do it right, but that in itself would be hardly scrutinized, and very little detail was given about the plot. Had they been a little more transparent with that, jokes wouldn't hit as surprisingly as they did. But I think they would have gotten a lot less flack. You got to pick your poison on this one. I mean, I don't blame them. I mean, if I was on their marketing team, I would do exactly the same marketing they did. Because at the end, I need you to get the receipt for yourself to make your judgment. It's one thing to have keyboard warriors complain about the whole thing and not even giving me the opportunity versus somebody like you two gentlemen who actually went out to go see it. Mm-hmm. And I plan on going to see it at some point. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those sort of things that I don't blame them whatsoever. By, by holding it close to their chest um, when it comes to um, letting out the plot or anything like that because that's exactly what would have happened. Well, I had a conversation with uh, my roommate and he was following through on, on the, the hater perspective that there was this Ghostbusters 3 script that existed for years and years and years and it kept getting pitched to a bunch of different production companies and it never got funding to get made. Finally, someone else comes in, scoops up the rights, and makes their own script, a reboot, in that most fans didn't want the reboot. They wanted Ghostbusters 3. That holding on to those, I don't know, those nostalgic facets, that I think has done a disservice to a lot of stuff. But was the the video game like kind of like the sequel? The video game the, was the sequel yes. that everyone was clamoring for, and mm-hmm. I think since we had that, you don't need to get that in movie form. But but that it wasn't the weekend. same story. No, no, definitely very not, different. Not story. the same story as as the proposed Ghostbusters three story. Yeah, right. just to lay it out, if you're familiar with the original Ghostbusters, there's three scientists. They worked together. They were friends. They all got fired from the same university. They went into business for themselves as paranormal investigators, uh, who eventually created equipment that could capture and contain ghosts and that's how they became the Ghostbusters. In this one you start off with two former friends who went on to their own (laughs) educational careers of various levels of prestige. Mm -hmm. In the past they wrote a book together on paranormal investigation that kind of fell by the wayside until one put it up on Amazon. It got popular with the right audiences and that ends up bringing them back together for the purpose of quelling this new infestation of paranormal activity in and, New York. And re- reigniting their passion for proving that paranormal exists. Yeah, that was kind of a um, that was kind of a side plot to it. Right. Just, just for context, in the original Ghostbusters, they believed in ghosts and they were struggling to prove it. This one starts off with they used to and now they don't really. But they're in kind of a situation where they're forced back into that. And that's another thing that I got in this that I didn't expect. There was struggles with their interpersonal relationships. Yes. Yeah. And it wasn't like a whole big, it wasn't a Lifetime movie. Oh, you know, I don't really know. That's why it was like touchy-feely. Not at all. It was not harped on. It was touched on and it became kind of an interesting back plot that they touched on here and there. But they went back to it. It wasn't like a constant 
yeah. thing that's looming over their heads the whole time. But as you're saying, it wasn't as big of a plot device mm-hmm. as Peter Venkman and um, Sigourney yeah, Weaver, yeah, uh, whatever her character Dana Barrow. Dana Barrett. Dana Barrett. It Is comes it? back to me. Um, the, the, the mind goes over time, but in the movie, she was Dana Barrett. But yeah, so the, that was a much more important plot device mm-hmm. for that story of on the original Ghostbusters, whereas this one, the bonding and, and sort of the interaction between these two college friends, mm-hmm. it wasn't as integral to the overall plot. Whereas the original Ghostbusters... I'm going like, to substitute a word there. You yep. say integral, I'll say yes. heavy-handed. It wasn't as heavy-handed, because that's the thing we expect. If it's a movie about the relationship, then, yeah, it can be there. If it's a movie about something else and the relationship is in there, it almost always is just, like, forced on you. Okay. So, in this situation, they specifically made sure that it wasn't heavy-handed. It wasn't imposed on the audience. You didn't even have to focus on it if you didn't want to, because there was so much else sprinkled all over the sucker. I'm going to come right out and say it that I liked this movie, and Mm. I am recommending it, like, right now. I second that. Mm-hmm. I definitely enjoyed it, and I also recommend it. Dude, dude, Chris Helmsworth. <laughs> he was hilarious. Dude, hilarious. Thor, Thor did it up. Thor was the shite, man. I, I laughed my ass off. He was good. And I didn't, I didn't think I'd buy him as a comedic character, but he did a thing where he touched his face in a very specific way, and when you see it in context, it's hilarious. Every cameo was awesome. Almost every cameo was awesome. It was every cameo that you wanted, and mm. that was possible. That was possible. Mm. Almost everyone. Um, we didn't see one specific person. Oh, uh, pencil. Yep. Yeah, but it, it's it's. Oh wait, no, 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 not not him. Nobody wants to see dude. <laughs> Nobody wanted. He may be locked up now. I don't know. Um, oh. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking about Rick Moranis. <gasps> Yeah, that's, that's not a spoiler, man. He's not in the movie, so if you're going nah, for him, it was a hope. It was a hope. Nah, it was a hope. Nah, but but mind you, only Rick Moran, uh, only Rick Moranis, and and, and <laughs> <laughs> that's all I know, man. And Walter Peck. Yep. You saw him. Only, only only the two of them. Everyone else found a way to get in there. This movie had balls. That's the thing I really didn't expect. Punches weren't pulled. Topics were approached. Topics were broached, including. Okay, you can back me up on this, because this may have been my interpretation, and I may be wrong or not, but you, you saw her. We are now in a bubble. Yes, me and thank, you. thank you. Okay, we are the ones <laughs> who saw this movie, and we went in with expectations of a straightforward ghost-catching film. This presented various forms of comedy, drama in the right places, bits of nostalgia. They didn't shy away yep. from the nostalgia that everyone expected, All but right. it wasn't one big love letter uh, Ghostbusters fans. I would say that they went kind of heavy on nostalgia they they definitely i mean i think they used it strategically there was a lot but there was also a lot of other movie that was there there was Mm -hmm. and and the nostalgia was very quick Mm -hmm. uh but they used it in many different ways they used it as uh remember this particular symbol or (laughs) character or remember this particular joke and it was it was very very quick Mm -hmm. but they did use a heavy amount of nostalgia but because it didn't they didn't shine a spotlight on it for so long Mm -hmm. and they the movie was quick so they weaved it in pretty quickly pissed i think so i think i think it was just it was just the right like they just filled that tank where Mm -hmm. Any more, like even a little more, and it would have been too much. Over the top. But they got just that, just that sweet spot of so much in there where it's like, I love that. I remember that. That was oh, and they did that. Yet you didn't feel like oh, they're forcing this on us again. Oh yeah, no, really push that. Oh come on. Yeah. It wouldn't upset you. And I think it was ballsy to make the primary antagonist of the movie be. I'm with you. The villain. 
Mm-hmm. In this movie is everything the trolls have been presenting about this movie in real life. Really? Yeah. It, it's almost as if they didn't start writing the script <laughs> until, until after. after the hatred yeah, happened dude. with the, wow. the backlash. Yeah. That is that's hilarious. I love it too. I, I I'm 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 very impressed by that bit of story presentation. There was very little misogyny in, in the movie, and went, uh, where it actually came from was the villain presenting the same kind of misogyny that the movie was getting in the forums and comment sections and things. And I'm like, that's that's very clever. That's actually damned impressive. Um, the only one that makes comments like those, the only one that makes the racial comments about uh, Leslie Jones, the only ones that make uh, the uh, the queer comments about uh, 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 Kate McKinnon, McKinnon uh, the only one. Yeah, it's like, and, and that's another thing. Uh, there was like a lot of queer humor. I didn't expect it was very progressive in that respect. I took a lady friend and she was spotting out, yeah, you know, it seemed like so-and-so had a thing for so-and-so and a lot of the humor was there. I'm like, that's what that was? I'm just like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a dumb dude. I'm like, yeah, comedy, funny. They got guns. <laughs> <laughs> I was very surprised by how much I enjoyed this movie. Like, laugh out loud at several points. Yeah. I'm it was, it was uh, the, the big thing about this movie that yeah. I wasn't expecting was that they had so many jokes lined up. Mm. Not all of them stuck. Some of uh, them were... It, yeah, they definitely fell flat, mm. but because it was so many jokes, it was impossible to not laugh mm. while watching this movie. You, you were bound to laugh at something that they did. There were some jokes that, that they built up throughout the entirety of the movie, but because they poorly edited it, this one joke towards the end of the movie that they were building up with one particular character. I think mm-hmm. you know what it is. They edited it the wrong way and they ruined the timing of it. Well, this, 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 we're not, we can't let this be a love letter to Ghostbusters. No. I thought it was a very good movie, spectacularly good, but not spectacular. Yep. It was a very funny movie. I would highly recommend anyone see. You know, take friends, take a date, go by yourself. It's worth seeing. But it's not an entirely perfect movie, which I think is what a lot of people were hoping it would be. Like the immediate end degree is it's getting a lot of negative press. We want it to be the greatest thing ever. It's a good movie, but it still has its flaws. I honestly will say as much as I love the work of Kristen Wiig, I think she was the weakest part of this. Really? Because Which one was that? Kristen Wiig. She was the main, um, the main one from Columbia. Okay, yeah. That the movie starts off with. Uh, she's, the, she's essentially the foil we're following that leads into the Ghostbusters. So it seems like it's her story before it becomes the story of the Ghostbusters themselves. The equivalent of Peter Bankman. Yeah. That's another thing. Like, like I said at the start of this review here, we expected direct allegories for each of the original four Ghostbusters. Leslie Jones was going to be the serious, just kind of there for a paycheck black Ghostbuster. Kate McKinnon had the Egon hair. She's going to be the smart one that does all the hard science. And, is and, very and serious. the serious one. The serious one. She made this movie for me because oh, she was yes. crazy. She was awesome. She was the hard wow. comedy character. Yep. Yeah. Her character, I wasn't expecting at all. Mm. I was expecting Egon. I was right? expecting Egon too, right? And, and just very stern, very like, res- you know, not laughing at anything, not like jokes flying over her hair. Mm. Not at all. She was making the jokes mm. and making it according to her character and her mm. the way her character was written. I absolutely love because yeah. I can't say anything, yeah. but like, no, I'm right there with yeah. you. It was perfect. If anything, if you absolutely need to have that correlation, she would be a hybrid of, of race stands and Peter Venkman, but everybody else in the world is Dana Barrett to her. Mm. And I love her for that. She was, she made this movie for me. That's all I could say. Yep. Like I went for curiosity. I would pay to see it again, specifically for Kate McKinnon. 
There was mm. great chemistry. Mm, there was great chemistry between three of the four Ghostbusters. Kristen Wiig, I felt it's not that she didn't fit in. I felt like she wasn't giving as much as the others, including yep. Melissa McCarthy, who I've never really seen play as straight a role as this. It's still a comedy movie, but she was, if anyone was, the straight man. It was Melissa McCarthy, which is very out of character for her, which shows that she's got actual like legit acting chops. And I liked her in it. You know? I mean, that's something that I'm actually really excited to hear. And I'm definitely glad that y'all sharing this for our listeners and for me as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if Herb could chime in on this. But I mean, for me, approaching the movie from the outside in, many of these actors have already been typecast already. Mm-hmm. And that you, you, one would assume from the outside looking in that McCarthy's going to be the slapstick funny one. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what she's always been typecasted as. And that Wig's going to bounce off her and be, Wig, I'm sorry, is going to bounce off her and be just as slapstick. And looking at it, from a from an outside lens, uh, I would assume that Kate McKinnon will be kind of fading into the black the background, like you're saying, be kind of straight man, mm-hmm. and um, Leslie Jones being um just token black person who's kind of there yeah. who fills in every now and again. But I mean, I'm a McKinnon fan. I like McKinnon from from Jump, mm-hmm. from her first first time she stepped on scene um as a as a feature cast member on um on SNL. I'm in a fan of hers, so I'm really glad to hear that she expressed her range. She, in many ways, made the movie for you, mm-hmm. as opposed to it being what the obvious assumption would be, that we would get McCarthy, what she was at Tammy, just slapstick funny, or uh, was it, was the other? Spy. Yeah, Spy, mm-hmm. Spy with, um. Spy with uh, Jason Statham. Yep. The Heat with Sandra Bullock. Oh, just that same big girl, John Candy. Um, sort of Chris Farley character that we that we're used to seeing from her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really glad to hear that she played straight man yeah. um, in this to see that to see that range and just by by her. I mean, Kristen Wiig taking a back seat in many ways, kind of driving the plot. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's what I'm gathering from y'all that she kind of dr- um, drove the story along. She was ultimately steering the story, but at the same time, she wasn't the one who was um, calling the direction of the story. Was that she was safe supposed to say? To be, yeah, she was supposed to be more of the sympathetic character mm-hmm. that you that you uh, really want to see succeed. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the movie, you're wondering what are we seeing her succeed at? Her main motivation is kind of out the window within like the first twenty minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. and that's an important plot point. But it never that never comes back. You expect mm-hmm. that's going to be a farther plot point that they give you a taste of at the beginning, and that's going to be the overreaching. No, if anything, that's a red herring to throw you off. And it's good that they did that. The movie is better than that. So my question for y'all is, was that something you were looking for? Like looking for her? Like, did you forget about her as time goes on? They'd be like, oh, did that get solved at the end of the the movie? No, but it's something that they throw in that almost worked against them. It almost Mm seems like, oh, you're going for kind of this hackneyed trope in what I had hoped would be a bigger film. It's just like, no, gotcha. And then they throw that out, and we don't see Charles Dance again. Charles Dance is in the movie, by the way. And, <laughs> <laughs> and okay. the movie itself presents it as something better. It's just like, we hid your new action figures in this thousand-piece puzzle box. Psych. Happy birthday. You know, yeah. something like that. It was, it was less about telling one character story, and it was more about telling each of these four characters getting together and mm-hmm. becoming the Ghostbusters and telling a story of... Yes, definitely. The only criticism I can make of the Ghostbusters as a group is besides Kate McKinnon, the other ones didn't really stand out with personalities of their own. You know, Mm. all all I can think of of Leslie Jones is the scenes before she joined Ghostbusters. And once she joined the Ghostbusters, she was just a sounding board for the audience from a... Uh, like you mentioned, stereotypically black perspective. Where it's like every time you saw her, oh, hell nah! What? Oh, damn! That and that kind of mm-hmm. comes out every now and then. It's it's not offensive. It's just it's just what it, it is. Yeah, uh, I, I mentioned uh, Melissa McCarthy as the straight man. 
once she establishes that, it's very good. You mm-hmm. like her, mm-hmm. but she doesn't do anything to stand out. Um, I already mentioned Kristen Wiig just kind of fades in. Like the three of them, they stop being uh, oh. individual characters that you really want to pay attention to uh, beyond McKinnon. McKinnon, they'll sell action figures of her. She'll be like, I'm hoping at the very least, she'll be like an icon from this because she was awesome. But the others, it just became that group, the Ghostbusters. I, I would say uh, Melissa McCarthy had her spotlight was during the earlier parts of the movie mm-hmm. and she kind of blended in with the rest of the team towards the later half mm-hmm. uh, where during the beginning she was very high energy and she definitely pushed all the other characters and drove them into doing things and um, the other one the main one the one that was supposed to be the equivalent of Peter Venkman mm-hmm. uh, she she does have her own moment and it's with her stupor every time she, uh, every time um, what's his, Thor sort of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every time Thor pops up, she goes into like this interesting reaction. Cr- yeah, girl crush stupor. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, they, and then that gave her a moment to shine. It, it definitely added uh, some awesome comedy moments. All right, so 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 high points. Uh, high points, was, uh, yeah. comedy, and low point. I would say the horror because the the original Ghostbuster films. Were, were shot rife like with ghosts. They, they, they were, were shot effects. like yeah. Well, they were shot like horror movies, mm-hmm. um, but they had characters that could deliver uh, dry humor comedy. Mm. Mm. I, I agree with you there. And it this, wasn't that. Yeah, this movie had a lot of special effects, not that many horror effects in seeing the ghosts. You start off seeing a couple of really impressive ones. Okay, and I was like, oh, it's like that. Cool. I'm not gonna lie. I did get kind of a whiny bitch scare on the um, on that first jump, uh, that whiny jump scare on that first. Yeah. So you, the jumped, first, the f- so you jumped into your lady friend's arms hey, there. Hey man, I was happy to be there. Oh, it's, she was it's, so no, it's no secret. <laughs> she, she was she was supple. That that was in the uh, trailer. So uh, no, not not the full play out. Like you saw some. Right. It right. didn't. The way it played out, I, it, it got me. I saw it in 3D too. It's oh. it, it, it's uh, certain scenes are worth. I'd say the the movie is worth seeing in 3D. But they're only gonna hit you with it at a couple, at a few key points. But those key points are worth the extra couple of bucks because it added to the experience. Uh, you didn't see much of the ghosts beyond that, though. You saw a couple of ghosts really closely and really detailed uh, at the beginning, and then at the end, in the middle of the movie, you get a taste here, a taste there, and then it's much more of a human movie, which may have worked against it because it's Ghostbusters specifically. And the way they end this, like they do a couple of things at the end. That is just the balls to do this in a movie that you have no idea is going to succeed. That was a question I was like, going to ask. Is they setting it up for a sequel? I hear that through the grapevine. Mm, Maybe so. Not really. Yeah, I can't say that because the way uh, they the way they ended it is like a nice footnote on you like the original Ghostbusters. Here's a nice little aperitif for you to go out on. They, cool. uh, what? They're absolutely setting no, up. For, what I, no, what I'm saying uh-oh. is if, the, if this movie wasn't popular, yep. the gumption to end it the way they did. The, and I, I, I mean, like, before credits, credits, after credits, everything. Like, just the the, 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 the the gall to do that. And if this was a bad movie, like, if we walked in there, yo, man, pff, can you believe the corny stuff they did? And then to end it that, yo, this would have been ro- spit roasted. But the fact that it was good just made that, like, the icing on the cake. They, they lit that last candle and turned out to be a Roman that fired off sparks into the sky and accentuated this 4th of July picnic that was Ghostbusters, man. Either way, Ghostbusters, Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Leslie Jones, uh, Kate McKinnon. I feel bad putting her, her name last. It's just the one that comes up in the, in the hierarchy. It's there, best but for last. Yeah, yeah. Um, I highly recommend this movie, especially for the cameos. Yes. 
And it was just a damn good time, man. It was an unexpectedly good time. I recommend this. I recommend this in 3D, too, if you can. Wow, that's a strong recommendation. What about you, Judge Johnny? Yep, definitely recommend it. I didn't watch it in 3D, so I can't recommend that. But it's got the graph. It's got enough computer CG that you should probably watch it in 3D. It was, oh. it was, a, it was a very pretty movie, man. Yep. Can... Very colorful. Neon very colorful. colors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everywhere. Nice.